to the art of whatever a music and art history podcast where we ask questions and give answers and tell stories on anything that we want to talk about relating to art and um relating to music and well and you know that the all that whole good stuff anyway how are y'all doing this is carlos by the way I haven't been I haven't been here in like a month, month and a half. Yeah, well, and that's that's partially due to me too, because I kept putting it off. And uh, it's all right. This is this is Tony, by the way. Well, I couldn't make oh, yeah. the last one. Did I? Did I tell? Well, no, I haven't told you guys. So I had to renew my license. So the last time I did that, I did it online, and I was like, oh, cool. And then I lost it like two years ago, I think, and then had to get it back. I thought it was going to get retested and whatnot. Didn't happen. They just gave it to me. I was like, oh, cool. And then I go this uh-huh. time, and then they, they make me go through the whole thing again. Not not the driving part, but the, the actual eye exam and everything. So I didn't pass it. So Yeah, yeah. So, But right now, with the things being like they are, uh, uh, Texas is in like a... Uh, I forgot what state, like emergency state. So uh-huh. I have an excuse till that ends, and then I have sixty days after that to, like, my license is still valid. So, mm-hmm. so right now, la two, like three weeks ago, I got three of the five stitches I had in my eye taken out. Wait, from what? Oh, I had a, I never told you. I had a cornea transplant like two years ago. What? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. On this side. (laughs) So that was back in 2018 as well. Mm -hmm. And um, you have to wait a year and then they take the stitches out. So last year they took the stitches out. And I went back two weeks later to, for a checkup and didn't take. So they had to stitch me back up again and had, and oh. now it's been a whole other year, so it's been two years. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just hoping it takes now, because if not, you know, yeah, I'm not gonna have a license. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn. Well, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know that. I, yeah, I didn't know that part. Yeah, so that's why, <laughs> like, to read to anything. So yeah. So yeah, that that's the whole thing. That's the whole story on that. <laughs> yeah um well how how's everybody doing how has you know these past few weeks been treating you Wait, what kind of yogurt is that what i, I was gonna ask that actually i forgot <laughs> it's sure oh wait up because i already tore the wrapper off <laughs> we asked the the, the the hard questions here <laughs> Yeah, because I saw the color look good. I was like, damn. Yeah. yeah and that's like the, <laughs> like the granola thing. I also wasn't expecting that color. 
So, oh, uh-huh. yeah. Well, it, the, it's because it's parfait strawberry, thing. so you know, and as I'm at the bottom, so once you mix it up, it gets red or pink. Yeah, nice. But uh, no, yeah, do I mean doing good so far? It's been. This is my uh, break between classes. I finished my my class last Friday, or yeah, well, I finished on on Friday, and the class itself ended on Saturday. So that's why I wasn't able to show up because I was, I was like, okay, it was broken up. It's usually from Monday to Saturday is one week and then so on and so forth. And this mm-hmm. time it was like, okay, from Monday to Saturday and then the next week was from Saturday to Wednesday and then from Wednesday to Monday. So it was broken up all weird. So mm-hmm. every time I would check back in, it was like, I think on the third week, I had finished the day before on the last day I had to finish one of the assignments. I'm like, okay, I'm good for the weekend. And then I checked my email on Saturday and it's like, oh, on the paper that's due today at blah, 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 I'm going to give you an extension till Sunday. And I was like, what paper? What? What are you talking about? <laughs> and so there I was Saturday, like, okay, I got to finish, I got to finish, I got to finish. And then, you know. Just kept going like that. But I got a B, so I'm good now. Okay. <laughs> cool. Good job. Yeah, good. Yeah. So this week, on Wednesday, uh, there's two people, uh, myself and another girl, working the front of the store. And then there's a manager. Mm-hmm. And there's the, the shop. There's uh, three people. One for strings, one woodwinds, and another one does brass. So we're there, uh, and then Mr. O, Mr. Olivas, the owner, was there too. He he had a lesson. He had a kit there in his office, and finishes the lesson, comes out, la da 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 And then like a half hour later, he comes out and tells us, oh, you know what? A teacher just called me, a teacher that was here on Saturday, the Saturday previous, so like four or five days before. Called mm. me to tell me that on Sunday he got a test and he tested positive. And oh. so mm-hmm. Mr. Olivas was there with him and blah, blah, blah. So then he had to leave. And then the people that work Saturdays, I don't work Saturdays. Uh, the people that work Saturday also worked on Tuesday. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so then on Wednesday he had to call them and, hey, la di da da this happened. Positive, uh, oh. you're gonna have to go get tested and you're not coming back till you get your results. Yeah. So on Thursday I had to go cover for for some of those people. And uh so I woke up on Thursday and I was like I was like my sleeping schedule, it's just trash, 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 trash. <laughs> and uh, yeah. But I woke up and I was like Ha, ah, okay, this is not the usual day at work. Okay, it's not going to be the same people because the office people uh, switch off to. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to see some different people. Okay, let's see. And it was like, you know, even though I was tired, I was like kind of excited, weirdly excited. Yeah, yeah. As, as soon as there's like a little break in the routine, even if I still have to go to work, whatever, it's like, Oh, okay, let's see. It's a different 
thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a breath of a fresh air. Yeah, yeah. In, in a way, in its own way. But that was a whole point. Yeah, as you can tell, I haven't been here in a while, so I felt the need to go through the <laughs> Okay, well, I it's relevant. <laughs> By the way, you're... Uh... Your Zappa poster, your, your your the painting you have in the back, man. That's really oh, that's cool. uh, Chidas's work. He, uh, of course, yeah, that, that looks. He, he gifted it to me like two years ago, I think. He, right. Like, well, speaking of Chidas, I I love what he's doing on uh, Instagram. That he's uh, watching the commentaries oh, yeah, on the movies and kind of. That, and that's like a self-imposed thing, you know, like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's really cool. It's really interesting, just like the the takeaways he gets from all the the director commentaries. Yeah, it's because it's uh, the, the, uh, David Chitis, the, the artist or friend, he he's doing a, uh, a a thing on Instagram where he's watching movies with the director commentaries and giving kind of like the takeaways from those main things. Sorry, but I guess explaining. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how much of the this is getting cut or kept. Yes, because. We said, yeah. we said, hey, Mars, can you cut this? And then we just went on the long. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we leave it, we'll leave it to, to, to your uh, discretion, to, to your judgment, Mars, <laughs> to your discretion. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see we'll but, what happens. And that, and, and that makes me wonder, is like, how big is this man's movie collection that like, he's just like, boop, boop, be able to like pick out these movies. And like, because everybody now has like a lot of jazzics to movies because of Netflix, Hulu, etc. But like director commenters, you have to get the DVD. Oh, know? I know. Uh, he he ran out of his pretty quick in like a month. So then, what what he oh, does? <laughs> what he does is he goes to the huge, uh, <clears throat> you know, the huge bins they keep at keep at Walmart, like the five dollars. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's what he does. He goes and and buys them from there because, because yeah, because <laughs> they're cheap. So yeah, there's some movies that like newer movies and he's like you know what i'm gonna hold off on that one till it drops to like you know five ten bucks no, that's- <laughs> he's like Cause i'm not i'm i'm not paying twenty dollars right now exactly you know that that's a very smart thing just picking up like the the, the five dollar bin movies i mean there's still a lot of those are really great movies yeah yeah you, know? you just gotta literally dig D- dive in mm-hmm. <laughs> dude okay so unrelated again sorry <laughs> sometimes we would like if, if we had nothing to do uh, like if yeah. we're just hanging out and this is gonna be <laughs> this is gonna sound real sad <laughs> so if we had nothing to do and it was like midnight already you know like we didn't go out uh, to to like a bar or something that day we would just hang out and then it's like let's go walk around Walmart and then we would go and then we would go to the to the bin and just the game was just put your hand in there and pull out a movie, and we're not gonna stop until we get the same one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and just dumb, dumb shit like that. And we used to. It was back when the when Coke was doing the whole name thing. So. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was just I don't know. Dumb stuff. Dumb stuff. <laughs> oh my god. And you can put well, that in. Okay. Yeah. 
So this episode, we're going to talk about um, cursed movies. Well, and it's funny because we, <laughs> um, we had already kind of agreed on what our topics were going to be. But I personally changed it like two times because um, originally mine was going to be about, you know, uh, well, I won't, I won't mention it because you're going to talk about it. But um, my second one was actually uh, Amityville, the Amityville Horror. And I was just oh, like, nice. yeah, but I was just like, I feel like this one's talked a lot about. And um, so kind of like last minute, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to change it to what my topic's going to be this time, which is uh, The Omen. Um, but little did I know, Carlos actually had that as a topic too. And, um, and, well, and I know that you changed yours too, right? Yeah, I was going to do, uh, there was a, a play based on Sp- Spider-Man. It was called Spider-Man Into the Dark. And so like the, the, it had a, I mean, it just had a bad run, but even before that, a lot of stuff mm-hmm. happened behind the scenes as well. And, yeah, yeah. But then I thought, well, you know, it's supposed to be a, a scary, you know, like movie or something, you know, and it's not. So what other one? I was like, well, The Exorcist, The Exorcist is like the most obvious one out of all of them. So <laughs> I guess I'll just do The Omen then. I mean, because all of in reality, all those three movies and maybe a couple more like Poltergeist, like they're all, you know, they're pretty... Like the story standard, um, yeah, exactly. And so I was like, "Well, yeah, I'll yeah. do the next, the next one." And then, uh, yeah, it turns out we chose the same one. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and, and 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 to be honest, I should have, we should have, I I probably should have asked you about it beforehand too. Like even even like maybe a week ago or so, and and, and probably should have told you that I changed mine like two times. <laughs> Oh, you did? Um, yeah, well, technically I did because, like like I said, well, you already mentioned that, so, because I originally was going to do Rosemary's Baby because I told you that, and so, but then, like, halfway through, I was like, no, you know what, I'll change it to Amityville Horror, and then, um, and then I was like, you know what, I, I feel like, I feel like I haven't seen very much of, like, the omen in, like, certain things, so I figured I would talk about that, but, yeah, I should have brought it up to you. <laughs> Uh, if anything, you know, like I'll have some stuff to add in, or you know what, I'll be like, actually, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, probably. I mean, and it's only fair, really, because I mean, because now uh, Carlos is gracious enough to actually change his, um, uh, which is funny, which is funny, because we end, we're now we're just going to end up doing each other's. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. That's pretty fun actually. Uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um and, and granted I I I know some of the stuff from Rosemary's Baby. I haven't I've never actually fully seen it, but I have watched The Omen so I figured, you know, like that's why I was going <laughs> to I should have just done it on that one. Um and also I I I know the th- stuff about Rosemary's Baby and it's just kind of like I don't know. I I I'm a, like I told you, I'd much rather hear about it than really talk about it. I see, um, I see. Well, now that you've uh, thrown me under the bus, 
<laughs> nah, nah, I'm just playing it, playing. No, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, I don't, I don't know, but out out of the out of all the ones we've mentioned, I I think Rosemary's Babies take the, I mean, takes the, you know, like first place. I, I, yeah, I think so too, actually. Which is is good now that you're gonna. Yeah, exactly. Like in actual reality, I yeah, I think it, yeah. Yeah, well, and it's good that that you're actually going to last with it because it's just yeah. Yeah, let's go. It... <laughs> okay, so like I said, I'm gonna um, so I'm gonna talk about uh the Omen. Uh, I'm not gonna talk about the actual movie itself because you know like, people can watch it obviously. Okay, so uh, so. The, uh, most of the information that I got uh, was from a documentary um, called The Making of the Omen. Oh, sorry. The Curse of the Omen, uh, which was done in 2005. And um, it actually in, they actually interviewed most of the crew as opposed to most uh, uh, as opposed to the actors, because I think a lot of the actors were already dead uh, by that time. But um and uh, and also that and and I looked at a bunch of websites, but I, it's a lot of the same stories. So like, it's it's a lot of the same information. And so I figured I'd just stick with like just a few. Um, there was this one website that I went to called the Thirteenth Floor dot um, TV, I believe, and then um, uh, CVS News out of all places. <laughs> <laughs> and um and just a little some little things from wikipedia i mean it wasn't a lot but uh let, well let me start off with um the definition of what an omen is um ac- according to wikipedia an omen is a phenomenon that is believed uh to foretell the future often signifying the advent of change and I tried looking at the at, at Webster's definition of it, and it was just a lot more confusing that, than this one. So I went with this one. <laughs> yeah, so The Omen is a 1976 uh, American-British supernatural horror film that was directed by Richard Donner, um, and it was written by David uh, Seltzer. And it starred Gregory Peck, uh, Lee Remick, and um, the little boy, his name was... Harvey Spencer Stevens. The director, I believe, had two credits behind him as a director. Um, he had directed this movie called X-15 in 1961 and Lola in 1968. So am I doing good so far, Carlos? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. No, no, no. No, I know, I know. I just, I'm just well, messing. Look, all, I, all I'm going to say is... That, you know, because I had it structured in a way, so now I'm thinking like, oh, okay, so I maybe could have done that here, or then it's going to be like, oh, maybe he should have moved that there, or I could have done this, he could have done that. See, like now I'm going (laughs) to compare, like, structure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean, I mean, we would have had different structures anyway, so... Uh, you know what? Uh, this is a versus episode. Go, and then Tony's going to be the judge, and he's going to have to be like, who won? 
Who's the who told it best? Who's a better storyteller? Who's a better storyteller? I, I, I can tell you right now who it is. Uh, <laughs> plus, why this is not me, but just kidding, just kidding, dude. Yeah. Uh, so the conception of it um, was by a man. Uh, his name was Robert Munger. Sorry, Mung Munger. Robert Munger. Um. But apparently, and apparently he like he didn't have a uh, any like background like in film or anything, but one day he was dry. I I think he was driving around, um, and he had the sudden idea of like of just making a movie about the Antichrist, um, as a child basically, and so he went to producer Harvey Bernhard and Mace Newfield. And 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 they really ran with it because especially since um, there had been other films already that had like kind of similar premises like like Rosemary's Baby, um, I believe The Exorcist was before this too actually. Yeah, like uh, two or three years before. Yeah, so so they so they were just kind of like, well, you know what, like we can we we really can run with this since you know like since its predecessors have done so well. But then, you know, like, Robert Munger, you know, kind of, like, um, gave them a warning because he, he considered himself, or he, he was a devout Christian. And he had just kind of, like, you know, given warnings about the uh, uh, about just the idea itself um, and uh, would, like, talk to um, the producers in meetings and stuff and... And basically, you know, saying, um, I have a quote here. He says, um, the, the devil's greatest simple single weapon is to be invisible. And you're going to take off his cloak of invisibility to millions of people. And I just think it's funny because, like, how is it that he had the idea, but then he's just like, oh, by the way, just warning, uh, you might be opening up Pandora's box here, but... Uh, but you know, good luck. <laughs> I guess. I mean, what I didn't expect was like that, because you know, I thought the warning would be like just, just uh, you're spreading, you know, you're spreading uh, evil, blah blah blah. But it's like, no, no, the the warning was the opposite. It's like, oh, evil wants to be hidden, so don't expose it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. and, and I mean, yeah, that's true, and. Um, but I just I, I don't know it's just it's just funny to me that it's just like he, he uh, well I he was an uh, an ad agent so you know oh was he okay publicity let's you know <laughs> <laughs> well yeah that's true I mean and and, like, and, and, pu- and publicity does pay play into a lot of this too yeah. also later on. So one of the first uh, people that was behind basically the movie or one of the first actors that was kind of like looking into it was Gregory Peck. Um, and he was and, and like he was very interested in it. And so, um, see, I don't remember if he contacted them or if they contacted him, but I'm assuming he contacted them for the opportunity for it. Uh, but before before every before like filming and everything, um one of the first things that happened that, uh, uh, you know, that pertains kind of to the curse is that um, his son uh, killed himself like a few 
Whoa. It was it was either a year before or a few months before, actually, I believe. So yeah, so so like I said before the filming, he his son killed himself, and 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 even during like he was still going through like the grieving process and everything, but he still you know he still went with it. Um, let's see. In the autumn of nineteen seventy five is when they started filming. So one of the so one of the first real things that um that that really happened that that made people question like was that um Gregory Peck was traveling from Alley to London and well, so the plane that was he was on flying from London to to from Alley to London um was struck by lightning and um and he was okay and everything, obviously, and, and everyone was, but, you know, they had to stop for an emergency landing or whatever. And so, you know, like, they were just like, okay, well, that happened, blah, blah, blah. Um, and uh, one of the producers, um, uh, Newford, Newfeld, he was like, oh, you know, like, I'll just travel, because I guess he had to travel right after him or whatever. And so on his way to London as well. Uh, that plane was also hit by lightning. And yeah, but he was, but like I said, he, uh, he was fine also. And, and actually there was a third incident um, that was kind of similar to that. Um, it was by one of the other producers, uh, Bernhard. He apparently, I think this was after though, uh, he narrowly escaped uh, being struck by lightning too in Rome when he was filming another, working on another film. I mean, uh, the plane thing, you know, it, it, it builds up, you know, like these two, the lightning strikes were like, I guess you could take them as a warning. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure Mars has the story on that, but there's, there's another story involving a plane. Oh, yes. It's, it's after. Yeah. Yeah. After that happened. Right? Okay. Yeah. 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 So, Okay. <laughs> So, um, soon after, uh, rumors of the curse, I'm, I'm just reading off of this one, but soon after rumors of the cursed, uh, stated, started circulating among, uh, the cast. And there's a quote here. The devil was, the devil was at work and he didn't want the picture to be made according to, um, the producer, uh, Bernhard. So the next thing that happened was, um, it also had to do with it also involved uh the uh a plane so before i i guess uh if, once they started shooting they wanted to have some aerial views of the um just of landscape and they were set they were scheduled to be taken on this jet to do that but there was uh some japanese businessmen uh that were willing to take that jet um because they, I guess they needed it more of it. It was more of an emergency for them to use it. Um, and, and of course the crew got a discount on that. So they're just like, okay, just let them take it. So the Japanese businessman got on it, um, on the plane and they took off. But, um, as they were taking off a, a, uh, like a group of birds flew right in front of the plane and they all got stuck in like the engines and stuff, and so it it exploded, and um, 
causing everyone to die, including um, a car. Um, there were some people in a car that were driving by and um, the jet hit them as well. So I think in total, six people died from that. But also, like, the weird thing about that is that there's some sort of, like, a safety uh, thing that uh, prevented ver birds from, like, flying in, um, like, in the way of, of the planes and stuff. And it's kind of like an alarm that goes off beforehand or something like that. I mean, I may be wrong, but um, but for some reason that day, that thing wasn't working. So, like, they weren't able to prevent any of that. So, yeah. <laughs> Man, this is this is not your fault, Carlos. I'm just, I feel very subconscious about all of this. No, no, man. <laughs> See, uh, I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> no, 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 no. I No, because I, I, was, I was trying really hard to do it. Like, I was trying really hard, like, thinking beforehand. I was like, just don't think about it because, I mean, it's just, it, it, you'll be fine. You'll be fine, but I can't help it. And, but I mean, I'm just, it's not your fault and I'm just going to keep going. Anyway, this is, this is. I'll back you up. I'll back is, you up. <laughs> this is the scariest <laughs> episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um, okay. So, uh, I know that one of the things that they were having a hard time with um, was cat with casting at least was um, getting um, Damien the little boy, and, and a lot of the like the people didn't really want to work with um, actors because um, it, I, I don't know they, they they just didn't feel you know like they didn't feel like an act a kid that was already an actor um, would really do well I guess. Um, yeah. so they just, they just went to, well, according to the video, to the documentary, they went to a, just a random school and just looked for a little boy. And then, then there, that's where they found, uh, Harvey Stevens, but he was, he was blonde. Um, and, um, I really, I think it was a director. He was, he just didn't think that he was a good fit for him uh for for the part because he was blonde and he really wanted nah, uh, a boy that was nah, that's yes man why couldn't he be blonde <laughs> right well well and because he had originally envisioned damien with brown hair which is like the main reason but so but i mean eventually like they kind of like i guess warmed up to him or whatever and um but one of the things that they did basically to prove that he, you know, that he would be a good fit is that um, what I think it was one of the producers that, that, that was in a car with him and uh, they told the producer to provoke him like in the car and like to make him as mad as possible and just to see how he'd react. And so he did. Right. And, and he provoked them so much that like the little boy just like went crazy on him and he started kicking him and and just like pulling his hair and just like acting really really <laughs> devilish basically yeah so he basically just fucked with the kid and then mm -hmm. like it's like this yeah is yeah it. like we got him <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty funny uh, and then and it worked because then you know he was cast after that yeah uh huh. <laughs> Like, good for him, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, 
so all of that, you know, that that had kind of like just that's just kind of the beginning. So um, during filming, uh, uh, it's funny because a lot of the things that um, that happened during um, involved a lot of animals. So there's there's a there's that scene um, in the uh, cemetery where um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Damien. Well, yeah, that too. But uh, but there's a uh, um, it's a uh, Gregory Peck's character. Oh, right, right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he uh, gets attacked by uh, Rottweilers, mm-hmm. and, and obviously, like they were like trained and everything. Um, but even even the it got to a point where like even the 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 trainers weren't able to like be in charge of them and everything, and um, and the stuntman that they had on there to you know as Gregory Peck's stuntman. Um, he, like, even requested to have, like, a lot more padding and, like, really extra padding for it because he he felt like, you know, like, he really needed it. Um, but even then, that... Even all of that padding and all that stuff didn't even... didn't really help because he was attacked very severely. And then there's uh, a scene where they're in, the, in like, a safari... And um, they're just kind of, I guess they're just kind of freaked out by the baboons because like, I, I, I believe what they did is that they, they um, took one, like a baby baboon and like put him in the car with, um, with the little boy and the mother. And um, yeah, I mean, they were just freaked out by it because um, they like the, the baboons really reacted really crazy with them. Um, but the last thing was, um, there was a, a zookeeper by the name of Sidney Bamford, um, who unfortunately was killed by a tiger during filming. And there was, cause they were planning on, on filming something like that. Um, but they actually, you know, they just cut it out because that happened. So they just, I, I don't think they ever filmed it. Um, but yeah, so meanwhile, you know, like later on um there was other times where um there was some bombings um that were going on in london at the time um and one of them happened in the uh the hilton hotel where um one of the producers was staying at and um basically the it was this organization called the ira which stands for the irish republican army for the only th- the, the thing that i got because i wasn't going to get too much into it and don't ask me about it but <laughs> Is um, so basically that that uh, the RRA is used um, by various paramilitary organizations in Ireland, um, and that's that's it. That's <laughs> but I mean I I know that there's more information about it, but yeah. Also around that time too, um, Gregory Peck, you know, was um, he, I I don't think he was very like he he was as as careful as other people were, um. But since they were in London, he you know he just wanted to make everyone feel at peace, right? You know, and so he invited the producers and uh, the director to go to a restaurant. Um, but before they got to that restaurant, um, the actual restaurant was uh, bombed as well. So, um, so yeah, just right before they even got there, like that happened. And so, and so by that point, like there was just a, a lot of the crew was starting to feel very, you know, very, uh, 
very scared or not scared, but just like they were just um, yeah, I mean, nervous. Uh, too many close calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a lot. Yeah, there was a lot of um, coincidences that were going on. That I mean, that at some point, I think that they just couldn't. They just really couldn't ignore. But you know, as they say, the show must go on. So. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, and then there was a point where um, Lee Remick, who was the mother of the, uh, well, who was the mother? Um, there's a scene in um, in the house where um, she's cleaning something on the balcony, and Damien like rides his like tricycle, I think, and like knocks her over. Yeah. And but she didn't. She was too scared to do it. Um, she didn't really want to. Um, even even though they had like basically told her everything, you know, like how how they were gonna how they they were gonna do that, her falling from the balcony, yeah, she still didn't feel she she never felt comfortable with it. So um, they had to basically do an alternative thing where um, you know they still they still did the part where she's falling from the balcony, but like she she holds herself from the railing. Um, and so they have this part where like the the fish tank like falls to the floor. In reality, like now looking at it now, it looks very obviously like what's going on. Like it doesn't it didn't age well is what I'm saying. And um so basically they had the 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 floor they they put it as a wall and they just had her on a lift fall um and moving towards the wall which was supposed to look like the floor. And that's how she would fall and like fall to the floor, but she never actually had to fall, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, there was also a stuntman that fell. The, well, there's a point where the the mother falls from like uh, the hospital into the um, into like an ambulance, and so they had a stunt double obviously do that. So what happened with that is that the stuntman was on the roof and and they had like two I guess airbags that's probably not the right word but um so so that way he could fall on them obviously but he fell and when he fell he actually fell in between both of them and um he had to go to the hospital like he didn't he didn't die but he he suffered you know a lot of injuries but he said that um, he didn't feel like he he tripped or anything, that actually somebody pushed him off of it. But he didn't know who it was or what it was. Uh, <laughs> um, I just uh, farted before I <laughs> Class act. I... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I get it. I, I, so every once in a while, like if someone bends over to pick up some stuff, I still do that thing uh, where, like, you know, you make the, the sound. Uh -huh. And I did that to to my coworker. Uh -huh. And she was like, oh my God, you have the humor of a 13 year old. <laughs> and and she's, like, she's like, uh, she's, uh, I think she's like 21 or 22. Oh, <laughs> Uh, oh man! I just I don't know I just can't help it. I mean, sometimes it just comes out. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, the, <laughs> the humor, I'm talking about the humor. <laughs> Mars with, with the puns. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, um, so there's a part in the end of the movie, which is like the climax, where um, Gregory Preck's character has to kill Damien in, you know, on the pew of a church. But he, I mean, he didn't feel comfortable with it, mainly because just the whole situation of it. <laughs> um, but also just because of the fact that, you know, like his son had died just not that long ago. And, you know, for him to have to, you know, even play just the fact that, you know, he had to kill his own son. It's just like, was just a lot for him. Um, but I guess he ended, he still ended up having to do it. Um, but they had to film two different endings. Um, it was uh, obviously one was, you know, what the final product was, which is where the, he never actually killed them, but you know, both his parents ended up dying but the other one, they actually, he actually did kill him. But I think he ended up, they both ended up dying in that ending. Let's see. Oh, and also, I didn't, I, I didn't know this. Um, so we all know what the mark of the beast is. You know, it's six six six, blah blah blah. Um, but what I didn't know is that the uh, the letter six corresponds with um, the Hebrew uh, character or the Hebrew letter for W. And then, so now we have, you know, www, which is like the world, world wide web. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we also have, uh, oh no, that's, that was even before that. <laughs> it was, it was a wrestling. Okay. Okay. Back to unrelated. So back before now it's WWE. Before that, it was WWF, and even before that, it was WWWF. Oh, really? So, so you know, wrestling's uh, from the devil too. So, <laughs> <don't watch it. laughs> so, so what did it stand for? World Worldwide Wrestling, or what? Yeah, exactly. You, dude, oh. you got it. Freaking Sherlock Holmes over here. <laughs> hey, to be fair, the Undertaker was badass. Oh yeah, dude! I completely forgot about that. See, it is oh, from yeah, the devil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and Kane, those cage matches were like, oh my shit. god! <laughs> oh, uh, dude, Jeez, man. But yeah, so yeah, we have the we have the World Wide Web for that. So thank you for thank you. <laughs> anyway, um, let's see, um. What this last one? Well, this one of these is is not. It's kind of funny to me, only because like of the situation of it. Um, but the 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 actor that played the uh, father Brennan, who like dies like pierced or something, like he like a rod like pierces him. If that if you've seen it, you've seen it. You know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> like impelled, doesn't he? Oh, he gets impaled. Yes, thank you. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Uh, anyway, so uh, apparently when... Um, so there was a time where he was playing poker um, during filming, and um, he dealt the wrong hand. 
And apparently, during, uh, at the same time, his brother died, which, <laughs> which, yeah. which is like, I mean, it's funny in the in that kind of situation. I mean, obviously it's not, but I don't know. Um, I I understand, I understand. It's like a <laughs> situational thing. You're like, come on, really? <laughs> well, apparently, uh, in um in the deck of cards that he had, um, I guess the the wrong one that he had, um, apparently. Apparently there was three sixes in it, which leads me to the last one of the last and most uh, crazy events that happened. I guess. Um, yeah, that one. Yeah. That one. Yeah, that one. Th- this this last was kind of. Oh. Uh, um. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. Let, let me try to ex- if I if I can at least explain one thing good, I'll try to explain this one. Okay. <laughs> So uh, John Richardson uh, was the person that was designed um, to uh, what was he wasn't designed sorry <laughs> he was designated to design um, one of the scenes um, which included a beheading um, during this time he was working uh, or this had happened post so it was after filming like he was working on another film in the Netherlands. Um, it was called a bridge to a bridge too far. So basically, what happened is that he was driving down a street. Uh, he was driving with um with his assistant. Her name was Liz Moore, and there's some articles that said that it was his girlfriend, but I'm guessing it was she was really his assistant, or it could have been both. I don't know. Like I said, they were driving, um, and they got into a a really bad accident, um. And he was the one driving, and so obviously, like Liz was the one on the passenger seat, and um, apparently, um, the like the car, car crash was so bad that um, the tire um, inverted itself in inside the car or something like that, and uh, cut her in half from the waist. Oh. And um, there, there's so. So he gets out of the car. He's not thinking right. I, I can't think of the word, but he's just walking around because he's like disoriented. There you go. He's so he's so he gets out of the car. He's disoriented, and he comes upon a sign, and the sign says um, sixty six point six kilometers. And on that sign, um, it's uh, apparently they were heading to a city called, wait for it, Omen. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you're one more, because the, the one I had, it just said that the lady was beheaded too, but it didn't say she was cut in half. Holy well, shit. Well, see, because I saw, because I... I saw one. I saw one article where it did say that she was beheaded. It was the same one that said it was that she was his girlfriend. So I don't know if if that one's just kind of like I don't know. But most of the most of the ones that I saw, she was cut in half. I mean, either way. Well, and and get this too. The date was Friday, June thirteenth, nineteen seventy six, which is Carlos. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. What Friday, June thirteenth, nineteen seventy six? Yeah. Wait, this. Wait. What day is it? I mean, Friday the thirteenth. Yeah. 
but yeah, so but yeah, anyway, but yeah, that happened. So that happened on Friday the thirteenth, which was actually um, seven days. Oh, I actually didn't catch this, but it was seven days before um, its actual release of the movie. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So, um, so like I said, um, see that that part I didn't get either. That's why it didn't come in with the yes, yes, Mars, indeed. Because <laughs> that part I, I I didn't have that part in on my notes. Well, the Friday the Thirteenth, or yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so um, so. Uh, apparently, the the film was actually supposed to release on June third of nineteen seventy six, but the uh, producers um, saw an opportunity there and were like, "Hey, if you wait three more days, um, you can open on June sixth, which is um, you know six six in the year nineteen seventy six." And yeah, just to end it, um, obviously there was a, well, something similar to that. Um, there was a remake uh, of The Omen that was done recently. And by recently, I mean like 12 years ago. <laughs> uh, actually, I think it was 14 years ago. But um, but yeah, and that film was released also June 6, 2006. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's, that's all I got. That's my report. <laughs> Nice, nice. Heck yeah. That was good. Yeah, that was that was the scariest I, the scariest <laughs> way that I could put it. <laughs> you know what I thought was okay, so I'm I'm gonna add this thing because it's on the end of my notes and Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So so Richard Donner uh, he also directed uh, Superman later on. Yeah. Um which is funny because you know he has a film about the the Antichrist as a child, but then he has a film about a Jesus uh, figure as a child. So I mean, eventually he grows up, right? But mm-hmm. uh-huh. we all know that Superman is like Moses, you know, last last man of Krypton, last man of uh, you know, it's a Jesus figure. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just thought it was a uh, interesting, yeah, it's an like interesting little... uh, comparison. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, well, that's actually the, the next the next uh, little tidbit I was going to add to this is that I haven't seen the documentary, mm-hmm. but they're, they're, well, actually, I think I did see, actually see like the first five minutes of it, but it was a while ago. But uh, there's a documentary on, on all these films, like also on Rosemary's Baby and, and mm-hmm. Poltergeist so on and so forth it, it's uh, there's a streaming service called Shudder and it's all horror based oh yeah and, yeah 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 Yeah. so the actual document documentary itself it's called Cursed Films and you know these two we're talking about right now they're part of it oh I uh, see I should have done that <laughs> <laughs> I should have got a subscription but I mean, I didn't get a subscription, but I know it's there. <laughs> no, I. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, it's funny because I, I do. I, I'm not very much into like supernatural kind of stuff and blah blah blah. But um, the idea of a cursed film is 
pretty enticing to me sometimes. Yeah, I, I guess know. it's just it's like the superstition, you know, you're like, huh, huh. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. But the whole uh, the whole deal with the dates, because I mean, with mine also, that's going to come up, the dates. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, at this point, you know, like, unless you were alive in the 6th of June of year six, actual year six, <laughs> it's like, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I, know. no I, I get it. Yeah, I, I, I get that. <laughs> but uh but yeah it's uh we'll see we'll see what dates come up on mine <laughs> yeah but yeah that was that was my report on the omen hell yeah the omen <laughs> i remember that kid freaking me the hell out they used to, <laughs> they used to play the movie on uh and and then mm -hmm. uh -huh. mexican tv like they used to play it Maybe not as often as other ones, but you know, and yeah. then just play that the the well that scene with the they would always zoom in on the kid's face and him being all like smiling and you know messed up things happening around. <laughs> yeah, it's like damn, freaking wow, but yeah, weird ass kid. <laughs> well, and he's <laughs> and he's still he's still alive. He's not a, he's not an actor because he was actually part of the documentary. Um, yeah. I I had a, a like a little thing right where it was a uh, because on the on the sites I looked they would um, some of them would say oh you know um, there was a documentary in 2001 I think it was and they tried uh, finding him for the doc and no one could find him and and then uh, eventually when they did the remake they're like oh there he was he was on the movie. <laughs> Oh, was he? I didn't know that. Yeah, apparently had like a a, a bit part, you know, like a small, small mm -hmm. cameo. Yeah, cameo. Yeah, exactly. And uh, but yeah, so you know, it was built up as like, and no one could find him since he never acted again until. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he seems like he's just doing fine. Like it's not, although he does, nice. kind of, he, although he does kind of look like. Um, he looks like he would not be a nice person, but I think he, I'm sure he is. I mean, we'll never know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Now it's your turn for uh, to do the omen again. <laughs> now, yeah, oh yeah, right. It's like well, now now, now we're doing me. the real story. <laughs> oh man. Did you did you did you actually uh, write anything up on Rosemary's Baby, or were you just like, nah, I'm not into this at all? Well, uh, see, I started, I I looked into it, like, um, and, and like I had already known about like uh, the a lot of the stuff, especially towards the end, if if, if yeah. that's what you're implying. Um, but then I was just like, no, and and. And I'm not gonna lie, I actually want to talk about Sharon Tate at some point. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not gonna go too deep into it, you know, because. No, no, no. Yeah, I know. At but, the end, it's not about that, you know. It's about the film. Yeah, no, I know, but but that's why I was just like, you know what? Like, I don't know. It's too investy for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, yeah. I'll just stand in the background. 
Okay, I was just double checking because I'm like, well, now it's your turn, Morris. Now you can be like, well, actually. <laughs> actually. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see, we'll see. Let's see. Okay, so I'll, I'll go ahead. I'm, I'm going to talk about Rosemary's Baby. What? Rosemary's Baby? Really? <laughs> really, man? Can you believe that? <laughs> Well, awesome. And, uh, you know, this report only took me like two hours, you know? You know mm -hmm. It's just really easy. I just do it on the fly. It's like, nah, I can't do this. I'll wait till the last day. And... <laughs> I'll go ahead and give like a, a brief kind of brief uh, history or f uh, on the movie itself. And then a bit of a synopsis just so we're all on the same page. Okay. Um, and then I'll go into the the curse. So, uh, again, the, the movie was released back in June 12, 1968, based on a 1960 novel, uh, 1967 novel of the same name. And the author of that novel was uh, Ira Levin, which I'll get into as well, because he's involved in this curse as well. Oh, okay. It's this is like the synopsis of the synopsis. <laughs> so the the movie centers obviously on Rosemary, but uh, the other character that it involves is uh, his her husband Guy. They're uh, a young couple, you know, finding their way, and they end up uh, moving uh, from their current apartment to one named the uh, Brimford. In this apartment, they noticed that most of the their neighbors are older people. But, you know, not just a, a thing. So they're in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> they're actually in New York, in Manhattan. <laughs> uh, well, same thing. So, <laughs> Guy, Guy, uh, is a struggling actor, which in the research, you know, a lot of people make the point that despite him being a, a struggling actor, you know, they moved to a Manhattan apartment. So they're like, well, I guess he's not that struggling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but nonetheless, you know, they move. Um, eventually, Guy lands, uh, you know, a good part. I was going to say, also, millennials are probably saying that. Not boomers. Yeah, right? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and um, eventually, Guy lands a good part. All of a sudden, he's very insistent on having a, a kid. And eventually, mm. they do. Well, Rosemary gets pregnant under very mysterious circumstances. And... and should I just say the ending? Well, I mean, at this point, you know, the movie is 50 years old, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's exactly. going to be like uh, any uh, spoilers. Eventually. Spoiler alert, you're going to get. <laughs> yeah, from if 50 you, years ago. Yeah, if you really need it, if you really need it, I guess, but. There's, there's a spoiler from before any of us were born. But see, that's the thing. What if there's someone younger than us and they're like, no, don't ruin it for me. Just because you're old doesn't mean I have to know everything you know. 
<laughs> but oh well. So, spoiler warning for people younger than 25. The, uh, their neighbors uh, turn out to all be involved in a satanic cult which wants to bring the uh, incarnation of the devil or Satan into being and turns out that Rosemary is the person for this job. That's, again, like I said, a synopsis of the synopsis. You're paraphrasing paraphrases. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I guess the twist of the movie is that it's um, Jesus's story. But what if uh, instead of Jesus being born, it was, you know, the devil? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I've never thought Mary, of it that way. No. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, you, you just added Rose to the name Mary. Um, she was, well, I, it's never made explicit if she was a virgin or not, but uh-huh. uh, she hadn't had any kids prior to this. So was Joseph also an actor? <laughs> I know, right? Um, and well, he, he was uh, a carpenter. I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, I was gonna say because I mean, I mean, theater people learn carpentry, so that's, that that is true. So ah, okay, See? just just saying, a, just saying. There's a connection anyway. there that I wouldn't have made at all. <laughs> That, that was what the writer Ira Levin uh, was uh, sort of, that was one of the inspirations for the novel. You know, it's like, what if I take the the Jesus uh, story and, you know, twist it in this way? Uh, yeah. At this time, this was back in 65 when he got the idea. And at the time, his wife was expecting their their first child. And this was also a, um, you know, letting out his anxieties. First time parent, uh, what's going to happen? What am I going to do? What if this happens or what if that happens? Mm -hmm. So he turned all of this into the book. Uh, Apparently, as he was writing the book, he was also like keeping track or studying his wife is like, you know, at this time, she was doing this, or this is how she reacted, or this and that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he didn't tell her at the time, just because, I'm. well, I mean, I guess no one would want to be told that, oh, yeah, you know what? I'm writing a story about you having the devil's child. And... <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's true. <laughs> and uh, another of the inspirations or i don't know if it was so much an inspiration but this is where the superstitions start coming in so like i said this was in 65 and he was like what if my kid is born on june 6th 1966 Mm. he's like oh what am i gonna do so again this goes into the whole anxieties thing he's like okay well he takes that in puts all all of that um into the book and he um had some connections in into the movie business 
and he showed some of his script to executives at Paramount. And they bought the the actual rights to adapt the novel even before the novel was finished, just based on on some of the pages. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Back in '67, so they were like, "Okay, we're getting this." And they didn't have any, you know, they weren't they didn't know if the movie was, I mean, the novel was gonna do well or not, but they had the rights. Yeah. And eventually, uh, turns out the the novel did become uh, a hit. It was released in 67, which is a year before the movie came out. The director that ended up doing the movie, as most of us know, was uh, Roman Polanski. He was very attached to the book. So most of the lines in the actual movie came from the book. Um, okay. It wasn't a sort of it wasn't a sort of uh, Harry Potter deal where it was like okay, <laughs> just as a comparison, he he yeah. very much wanted to put the book in film. Yeah, yeah. And so here is uh, where we start with the actual curse now. Finally, uh, <laughs> <Not> finally. <laughs> So I'll try and do this in a sort of um, from least to worst. Okay. Um, Okay. So movies made. Well, actually, I'll start with this one. So um, Polanski really wanted his uh, girlfriend at the time, Sharon Tate, to be the star of the movie. But uh, Paramount had already found this other girl named Mia Farrow Mm -hmm. and they insisted so you know Tatus out Mia Farrow's in Um, at this point Mia Farrow uh, had married or was married to Frank Sinatra they had married back in 66 Uh, he was I think he was 50 and she was like 20 something below 25 didn't they meet before that too yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they married in '66, but I'm sure they met before then. No, oh, no. What I meant, uh, never mind. I, I, I meant something else. But yeah, no. I, uh, yes, continue. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to well. defame Frank Sinatra here, apparently, but no. <laughs> no, no. But uh, so uh, Sinatra kind of, you know, he would get her. So he had a movie uh, around that time, around the same time of. Uh, Rosemary's Baby's uh, filming, and he got Mia Farrow part in it, which she ended up rejecting because she had already gotten Rosemary's Baby. Oh, real, real but, quick, I'm I'm sorry, I, I realized the connection. Mia Farrow is actually in the Omen, the remake. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't. Really? Yeah, I didn't realize that till till just now. Oh, I didn't know that. But yeah, anyway. Sorry. All right. Six degrees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, no, I mean, it's going to, because, you know, I have a lot of six degrees kind of stuff too here as well. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, or may- maybe not a lot, but a big one that it's going to be like, okay, okay. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, he, he got her, you know, 
small roles and and stuff he was in and because he really apparently one of the when they married he was like okay you gotta stop acting you know Mm. and she took rosemary's baby and they were filming a scene uh one of the scenes where rosemary has a breakdown this is post her um being pregnant well she hadn't she was still pregnant but i i mean to say post the uh impregnation oh yeah well i i didn't want to i guess i'll say post rape yeah okay post rape scene right she's already carrying the baby And there's a scene where she's having a breakdown. They're, they're having a party at their apartment, and she has a, a breakdown, and her friends are trying to console her. Mm-hmm. And so the, the during that scene, while they were filming, she gets served divorce papers. So Polanski, you know, offers to, okay, we're, we're going to end it, you know, we'll deal with this stuff, and then we'll come back. And then she was like, nah, no, let's just, you know, let's just keep going again. The show must go on. Mm -hmm. And they end up filming the scene just because apparently, you know, it turned out very well because she was actually feeling like crap that day. (laughs) And uh, all that turned out in the movie. And she was actually needing to be consoled. So that happens. Um, That was really the only incident that happened during the movie Mm -hmm. most of the stuff is post now post movie a couple of months after the movie's released the uh, composer of the music his name was Christoph Kamedam he he was playing at a party and so apparently the house was one of these you know Hollywood houses and a hill, all fancy. Somehow, this man falls off the ledge of where the house is, ends up in a coma, and the man never wakes up. So he eventually passes. But then the weird thing about the... It's not so much that he died the way he died, but it's that both in the novel and in the movie... When uh, Rosemary and Guy are uh, talking about moving into their new apartment, there's this character named Hutch. He's an older, an older man, and he's trying to tell him, you know what? Don't move there. You know, he's the voice of reason, the the classic trope. Don't do it. Don't. It's cursed. Yeah. It's this. It's that. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, ha 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 ha. Nice story. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, the coven, I guess, you know, the, some of the people in the cult, they put a curse on him and he ends up dying that same way. He falls off a ledge and he basically dies. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, like a couple months after the release of the film, the composer dies in the same way that uh, Hodge died yeah. in the movie. So that was, that was the first incident right after the movie. It's funny because it's funny because you're like I'm gonna go with the least one, and it starts off with a death. With a death. <laughs> yeah, I guess. No, I mean, I but I, I get where you say I get where you're going with. So, and then post movie again, 
all these are going to be post movies. Uh, William Castle, the producer, one of the producers of the movie, he starts getting all this hate mail, a lot of hate, like just completely inundated by, by uh, hate mail, and he ends up uh, having to, uh, you know, he's in the hospital, uh, he's uh, hallucinating scenes from the movie, like he'll he people say he would, you know, just be there. And just then start screaming, Rosemary, you got to drop that knife, blah, 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 stop it, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, he ends up in the hospital. He ends up making it out. But after after the whole incident and after the movie, he had no more hits. Like, his basically, his career as a hit-making producer was over. Wow. <laughs> Eventually... Well, a similar thing happened to uh, Robert uh, Evans, another of the producers. But what happened to him is that uh, he ended up getting cancer after the movie was released. And like all his life, you know, he was in and out of the hospital, had, had all these pains and aches. And for some reason, you know, it was all related post-movie. So, again... The curse of Rosemary's Baby strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> but they're the ones that got off the easiest, I guess, in a sense. Now we move on to Ira Levin, the actual author of the novel. Novel gets released, success, gets his book, uh, the right spot to it. Uh, movie gets released in 68. And in 68, his marriage falls apart. Oh, say that. He, you know, uh, ends up getting divorced from his wife. Just like Walter uh, uh, and Evans, he starts getting, I mean, sorry, William Castle ends up uh, getting tons of hate mail, especially from from religious groups uh, accusing him of, you know, putting uh, Satanism out there for everyone to see and all the rituals. And he um, has conflicting feelings because there is like the satanic tinge is there, but it's also making um, not light, but criticizing religion as a whole. There's a lot of interpretations to the movie so you could either say you know religion even though uh, it's not you know catholicism or you know christianity but it is satanism uh religion as a whole you know just tries to uh, control people you know Mm -hmm. you're a puppet or you could take the feminist approach you know and you know, it's uh, men trying to control women, you know, or society trying to control women. Later on, in his later years, around 1992, he, on an interview, he he uh, says he has conflicting feelings about the novel. So, especially after the whole incident with Sharon Tate happened and... So he starts reflecting and he says that he does feel some responsibility for for people taking 
what he wrote and using it as um as a shield you know or as a reason yeah uh, having their misinterpretations you know be tight to his novel and him feeling some uh, regret and um he did write a around 1999 i think he wrote a sequel to to rosemary's baby but it was just panned or like it was destroyed by critics and actually by everyone <laughs> do you know what the what the that book's about yeah I, I read a small it's basically about the sun um the, it's now the story of the sun it's called it's called uh it's called something, you know, like the oh, it's actually called the son of Rosemary or Rosemary's son, <laughs> like you know, sort of like in that son of Kong deal. Oh, uh -huh. where yeah. they have the, the the sequels to yeah to like in Kong or Godzilla, son of Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I didn't. I didn't. I don't know how it ends because it does. It doesn't tell you. At least on the review, I read right yeah but somehow rosemary ends up in a coma for 30 years which is you know from the time her son was born till the 30 years go by <laughs> <laughs> so by the time she wakes up like the son is already you know like he's this uh very charismatic leader yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so I'm, I'm guessing it takes a little after the omen in a sense Oh, like yeah. oh, what if, what if we had seen what happened after? Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. But yeah, so he's regretful, ends his career on a bad note with a <laughs> critically destroyed book. Now we're gonna get into the heavy stuff. Okay. So, as we all know, the Manson family mm -hmm. was involved in some stuff. Just casual things, you know. Just... Yeah, you know, regular, everyday <laughs> stuff. Uh, no, but just to get a little serious, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So at, at the time, so like I had said before, Polanski really was pulling for Sharon Tate to, to star in the movie. And she did end up being in the movie, but just as an extra, she was in the background too. And that same scene where, where Rosemary has the breakdown, she's one of the of the people in the back. You know, she's just there, uh, hanging about. Mm -hmm. But um, so by the time uh, Polanski got the Rosemary to direct Rosemary, he he and Sharon Tate, well. Actually, he had just moved into uh, the U.S. Um, so he, he and Sharon Tate had gotten a home in California. Um, Polanski directed the movie. A year later, uh, after the release of the movie in 1969, that's when the uh, Manson family murders happened. Tate was one of the four people murdered. I mean, one of the five people murdered. Uh, as we all know, she had a, a son. She was expecting a son with Polanski. And 
uh, yeah, apparently between the five people murdered uh, that day, there were a hundred stab wounds counted between the five of them. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. The So, the murders in a cultural sense, and again, linking it back to the movie, so... The, the Manson family murders, along with the Vietnam War and the draft and all that stuff going on at the time, all that is seen as the end of the summer of love. Yeah. The thing here with the curse is like, what you know? What if Sharon Tate had actually starred in the movie? What if she had, you know, at this point she was somewhere else? You know, she died because she dies. She wasn't famous for her acting. She was she became known because of her murder uh, yeah. really so what if this uh, Hollywood starlet had actually gotten her first starring role with Rosemary's Baby and then who knows what could have happened you know Yeah. you go into uh, uh, Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood territory you're like oh yeah mm-hmm. maybe that crazy lady would have gotten would have would have ended up getting torched like she did on the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so once the the murders happen, uh, Polanski just spirals out. You know, again, he had just he was already a successful director in Europe, and now that he was in in the U.S., you know, he was Rosemary had all basically you know made him here so he was he was gonna be you know the one of the next star directors in the u.s mm, yeah he was already you know in europe he was already set he had uh he had actually gotten pulled into directing rosemary's baby based on his uh, european films and because of the murders he just spirals out uh, he he says the last time he saw Sharon Tate was uh, in July, so about a month before she was murdered. And he, in his autobiography, he says that the last time he saw her, like that was his last thought. He's like, oh, this is the last time I'm going to see her. Oh, uh-huh. Turns out it really was the last time he saw her. Um See, he just spirals out drugs, alcohol, women, uh, the 70s, I guess, like everyone else, but with a really bad, uh, it was because of a bad reason. He wasn't really enjoying the, the party as much as other people, or maybe not because not for the same reasons. Yeah, yeah. And in 77, he gets invited to edit, um, Vogue magazine, well, the French edition of Vogue. And that's when he meets uh, Samantha Gamer, uh, or Geimer, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing it, who happened to be a 13-year-old girl. Yeah. He, uh, He convinced her to uh, let him shoot some photos of her or have a photo session at Jack Nicholson's house. 
Jack Nicholson wasn't in the house apparently at the time, you know, but he was like, yeah, come by my mansion and use it for your shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, uh, this again, not excusing the man, but just putting the situation in context. Uh, he, this was during his party, quote unquote, party years, uh, ends up, uh, you know, uh, getting the girl drunk, uh, slipping her some quaaludes and raping her so <sighs> he gets arrested planetsky gets arrested spends 42 days in jail and he had a he had a deal set with the with the judge he was gonna well actually he had already pled guilty but he was and he he got a court-ordered uh therapy and he was, uh, you know, all plead guilty, and they were basically gonna let him out on on, on bail. Um, but at the last minute, like a day or two before the actual trial was was to happen, um, he get he finds out that the judge is gonna renege on the deal, and he's gonna send them to jail. So he flees. He's like, fuck it, I'm out. Uh, and he leaves for England at first, and then he moves to France. And he's been in France ever since. Uh, that's in 78. He hasn't stepped in the U.S. Yeah. So, um, again, I'm guessing most of us know the deal with all this uh, Polanski business. Uh He's been nominated for Oscars. He's been, and I mean, there's, you know, there's stories. Was this just like a, a ploy, you know, like, yeah, yeah, get him an Oscar and then we'll catch him. Or, or was it really, you know, like they're legit giving him an Oscar because um, they, because the movie was good. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, if he's, I mean, he's still working to this day. He, the most recent, uh, I guess uh, scandal was that he got the it's the the French Oscar uh, the Leon d'Or mm -hmm. the basically the Golden Lion and there was another French director there uh, a woman who walked off the ceremony and she was like I can't you know I can't even be in the same uh, industry as this person. Yeah. And, you know, that, that was the latest um, in that scandal. But, again, connecting it back to the movie, there's, you know, um, people say there's a parallel between Polanski, director, and the character of Guy. Because Guy um, gets lands that big role because he sold basically sold rosemary and his baby or and their baby mm -hmm. for fame so you know that kind of crossroads the open instead of him selling his own soul he's like here have my wife and have her have you know the devil's kid yeah and what ends up happening is that people say well you know polanski was getting famous was getting big 
And it just so happens that his wife, with a expecting a child, gets murdered in some sort of uh, satanic ritual. And yeah. he gets away with uh, raping another, or raping, excuse me, a, a, a girl, a 13-year-old girl. And he never gets uh, caught by authorities. And he's still uh, an award-winning, renowned uh, director. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know if that is, you know, that is uh, in bad taste that, you know, that the parallels get drawn like that or, you know, or it just, you know, part of uh, a floor, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, it can't be, sometimes it can't be helped though. Like regardless, people are going to think similar things like that. I mean, because it's there. I mean, it's not like they're alleged. Like they did; those things did happen, and you know, people have to make parallels. People have to like find a way to for it to make sense in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. So at this point, you know, it just becomes as bad as it sounds. It becomes pop culture. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. So that's the deal with uh, with Polanski. The last tidbit is that the the movie was actually shot at the Dakota Hotel. Now, here's where the six degrees come in. Because you have, you know, you have Summer of Love. You have Manson. Uh, you have basically the 60s in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, as most people know, the Dakota is where John Lennon was murdered in 1980, or right Uh outside of it. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, when the murders happened, you know, at the scene, they find the the words Helter Skelter written on the wall. Uh, Manson, as we all know, was really into the White Album and thought, you know, the Beatles were trying to give him a message uh, and this is where everything comes in a weird sense into full circle you know John Lennon gets killed uh, you know end of the summer of love so you're ending now with one of the people heavily involved with the summer of love mm-hmm. um, and just like everything everything finds its way back to the to the hotel movie gets filmed there everything stems up the in the movie um the couple lives in the seventh floor so you know you have numerology seven being good luck or a heavenly number in a sense above six which is the devil and Everything comes back to the hotel, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's when, once Lennon was murdered, okay, well, that's the, you know you're not going to get a Beatles reunion anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, somehow everything congeals or ends up back at the the Dakota, you know. Yeah. In some weird six degree sense, just to end it on a, I guess on a different note. Well, there's uh, going back to the 
interpretations of the movie. There's a lot of themes that come up when talking about it. Beyond it being a horror movie, like I said, it, it, it could be seen as a, as a religious criticism. It could be seen as um, a feminist movie in the sense that it shows how, how uh, people uh, take over a woman's life. You know, do this, don't do that. This is how you do things. It could be a, a pro or even uh, it could be pro-abortion or against abortion just because in the movie, Rosemary, when she's carrying the baby, she like she feels she's getting drained of life. But at the same time, she when she goes to a doctor, which the doctor is in on the on the whole uh, ritual, the doctor really tells her, no, don't abort. Uh, and she, her friends tell her, you know, you could just go see another doctor. And she doesn't want to because she knows that if she goes to another doctor, that doctor is going to tell him, you know what, you might need to, to terminate the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's themes of uh, just societal pressure. So once a woman is uh, pregnant, she'll get, again, this is based on research, of course. Obviously, I'm not a woman. I'm, I'm sure we've all done this to in some way or another. You know, you see a pregnant woman and you instinctively want to help her in some way. Yeah. But then, but then you see, you know, family members, oh, no, do this because this is what I did and this is the way you should do it. And then you get you know, the other family member, no, 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 you have to do this and you have to do it this way. And so in a sense, you're taking the, uh, you're kind of trying to take over her pregnancy, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like that, that person is the one carrying the baby. So she should have the most say. And obviously you give advice and, and whatnot, but you have to come sit down right now because then you're going to get too tired and, you know, you get overbearing. You get yeah, overbearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and at the end of the day, they're the ones that know what how they feel. Yeah, exactly. So that the that's all sort of the – there's a lot of readings you can give to the movie. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a good video on that. Let me just – that channel is called The Take. You know, like, what's my take? Or this is a hot take. You know, oh, yeah. The Take. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the channel, The Take. And the the video is called uh, Rose ba- uh, Rosemary's Baby Explained Realism and Control. So the I guess the biggest interpretation given to it could be, again, the whole anxiety of becoming a parent for the first time. Uh, pre, pre or postpartum depression, you know, mm-hmm. you don't know how to deal. The, I mean, their bodies are literally and rapidly changing with the pregnancies, women's bodies. Uh, so just the whole experience of it, how that could just, as much as it can be um, a joyful experience, it could also be overwhelming yeah and there's actually 
lots of well not lots but there's several uh, documentaries on 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 the movie itself there's a good one on on uh vice it's from it's taken from a criterion collection uh interview and so you get to see all the you get to see Mia Farrow you get to see uh, Robert Evans one of the producers you get to see some of the actors you know and it's interesting because for example Mia Farrow and again this is going to bring up issues of you know controversial issues because she's on, on the on the on the dock and she's talking about Polanski and she's like oh you know we couldn't have done that movie without Polanski you know because that's his vision and it's a great movie and you know she's not I mean uh, endorsing the guy as a human being but it's 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 strange to see because obviously we have the whole issue with her and uh, Woody Allen and and their adopted daughter and yeah so you know you start getting into this rabbit hole of like huh okay so uh <laughs> where's the line where's the line here yeah so those two are really good there's also if for some reason anyone wants to listen to a, a podcast or a couple of podcasts in spanish i don't know if we have i'm assuming most of our listeners uh are bilingual probably i mean that's a... i'm again like i said i'm assuming but there's a really cool podcast called historias ocultas but ocultas it's spelled o c o o l t a s like the word cool uh-huh historias ocultas uh they have an episode on rosemary's baby and it's uh, you're gonna hear a better told story than what i did right now <laughs> and then there's another one called cine garage you know just exactly like what it sounds like yeah cine and garage all together one word and they have two episodes on rosemary's baby one is actually on on the movie itself and then the other one let me give you the uh so if you do go to Sinagarash, uh it's episode 346 and the title of the episode is rosemary's baby but in spanish el bebe de rosemary and then the second episode is about the one of the takes on the movie about the interpretation it's episode uh 789 789 and it's called la biopolitica del bebe de rosemary or the biopolitics of uh rosemary's baby and that's when they get really deep into the whole um, people trying to take over uh, a woman's pregnancy issue. And so those are really good. If, like I said, if you want to delve the deeper into into the movie. And then the last thing I wanted to give here are three um, three movies 
current or you know more recent movies that take uh, from Rosemary's Baby. One of them being uh, The Witch. Mm, so The Witch deals with a, a young woman coming into her womanhood, you know, literally deals with a woman or a girl coming into her womanhood mm-hmm. and how this affects or how society views that as a negative specifically in the in the sexual in terms of sexuality yeah the other one is called mother exclamation point oh, yeah. so it should be you know, scream mother <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes that is exactly what it's supposed to be <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and so that one basically like the poster for the movie that just is the same poster as the one for rosemary's baby um oh i never noticed no, yeah, to like compare them side to side, you're like, okay, it's the same poster, just different title. Um, and the last one, which I've talked about before, actually, I think I've talked about all these three movies already. But again, since I like them so much, I'll just keep bringing them up. Uh, the last one is Her- Hereditary, uh, mm. which, which uh, in a lot of reviews... A lot of the reviews were like, oh, okay, so this is basically Rosemary's Baby, but with a sort of refreshed. Yeah, yeah. And uh, again, it was both seen as that w- that same point was brought up as something positive and as something negative, just depending on which review you were looking at. Mm. The I guess the main uh, twist or difference is that like again i'm not gonna spoil it but okay so let's say rosemary had that first child she had um through whatever luck or circumstance that first child was saved and that child grew up regular and had no significant issues but then she had a second child who was not as lucky. And that would be the, I guess, the twist on it. Mm, yeah. But yeah, so those are the three movies I would, if, if you haven't seen Rosemary's Baby, I would say watch it first. But if you haven't seen that movie, and you have seen or you want to see any of these movies first. I mean, you can do that as well, and then um, do a um, you know a hindsight sort of um, revision and be like, okay, I see where they got this from, and I see where how this relates to to some of the same issues or even to the movie itself. Yeah. Now, what I'm interested in, having given the, these three movies, is is there going to be a curse for any of these movies? 
Huh. You know, Cause, I yeah. mean, right now we're we're we just talked about movies that are between forty to fifty some years old. You know, so yeah, I don't know. yeah. Well, I think I think I honestly think those kind of ideas are product of the times, though. I, I think so because I mean I I don't think I've I've like you know like Carlos said I haven't heard of any recent movies been you know. Um, Cursed. I mean, the, I think the last one that I heard something come out of that was when, like, you know, the the Passion of the Christ came out, and people were saying that that the, the actor who played Jesus was struck by lightning or some shit like that. Oh, I I don't I don't remember that, but I'm I'm sure you're right. I just I, I don't remember that. I let me see. Struck by lightning. <laughs> passion yeah but I, I just think i just think those are things that that are product of like when those movies came out and because like i i think the the last one that that's like a very popular mm. thinking of the same um, thing idea that has a curse I, I i think might be poltergeist because i mean that's from the 80s yeah, and I think that's probably the most recent one that that we know of that mm-hmm. has that kind of like, but but you know what? No, that's not true. Um, also the like movies like The Conjuring, stuff like 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 movies like that or like Annabelle. Like I heard, oh, I, I know okay, that okay. they have their See, own little things that. with um, curses and stuff like that. Um, but but I think I so maybe I mean I, I guess I could take my thing back. But I, I it's I think it's just more of the fact that and, and who knows like it might also just be something um, marketable. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it doesn't work as a marketing tool anymore. You know, like it got played out. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I could see how how um, not not that I think people had like. Uh, simpler ideas of of these things, but I mean, it just it, it 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 was what it was at the time, and and like that, and like Rosemary's Baby. I mean, it, it, that was out during the, you know, um, during the Vietnam War, really, or the book and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. so I think like those ideas are more prevalent during times of like situations like that like maybe of like war and um mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i don't know well also if you guys remember we can yeah. flash back for to, to mini moon ago to the year 1999 uh the blair witch project yeah they, they they use that idea of like oh is this real or is this not to really really market that movie because like yeah that was too. the whole thing it's like oh did this happen yeah, is this yeah. found footage and it freaked and people out time, you know it it really I was I mean I was like I was eleven, yeah yeah I was uh, and I remember I remember actually because my parents I remember my parents renting it um, and then watching it but they didn't want me to watch it obviously but um, like one random day like they that they hadn't turned it back like I snuck into their room and I watched it in there <laughs> and it scared <laughs> the shit out of me. <laughs> I mean, cause, cause I mean, they, they did that so fucking well. And like, I don't think I've seen any other movie make it work that, that well, you know, at least since Well, then. and you know what else it was? It was the, the, um, it was the beginnings of the internet. 
So yes, they use they true. use the internet as a very big uh, marketing um, uh, ploy to to mm -hmm. sort of like push it into, I mean, not existence. But I mean, I guess you know, but it's, it 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 helped the the internet helped out in that sense, and it was new to people and. You know, I'm pretty sure a lot of people, especially like regular people, didn't really know what it was about, and so mm -hmm. I could I could see how that would be. Also, I was I, I was listening to our last episode, and uh, sorry, it's totally kind of off track, off topic, but um, I was talking about the 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 Salem trials, and I kept and I called it the Blair Witch trials, and you <laughs> cut on you cut onto it, but I did it, and I just kept going. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I just remembered that I that that now that you brought it up, but it was uh, the Blair Witch the trials. Blair Witch trials, yes. Um, but but anyway, yeah, no, but like um, so yeah, I can see like I can see how that would work as um uh, like the whole thing about curses and stuff like that. I can see how they could work as marketing campaigns. Exactly. I mean, uh, it, it, I mean, I'm also trying to think of like. I, I just remember like uh, paranormal activity kind of doing not not necessarily doing like that, but just you know, oh, well, I guess it wasn't the same thing. No, well, never mind. well <laughs> no, because it was still. I mean, it was still found footage. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, it's found footage. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And the same thing with VHS. I don't know if you've seen VHS, but it's it's basically um, it's the same idea where it's like it's all these found footages of like you know like different things that that happened. Obviously, they weren't real, but I mean that's what. That's what the the point of that those films were, because there was like two of them, I think. Yeah, that was uh, the point where they were like already, you know, like VHS is like, uh, 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 what's it called? Like a satire on that, because you know they're so so tacky and so B movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't seen VHS, but I know what you're talking about. Like, th there is like a couple of those movies or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and it's all just basically just a bunch of like short horror stories, really, just in found footage okay. form. Yeah, it's like an huh. anthology sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta check that out. Actually, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I think the first there's because I don't know if there's more than two, but I know that the first one is the best one. Oh, nice. So, <laughs> so yeah. I would check that one out. But, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's it gets as as uh, big as that, you know. I well, I, yeah. I, I don't know about the new. Uh, I guess Annabelle would be like in that category where you know, like I guess uh, younger people, like teenagers today, would get like, no, if you they see a doll, they're like, nah, get that doll away from me. <laughs> Well, I guess so, but I think I think at this, you know, like now, um, movies like that or like ideas like that are more satirical at this point because, like, honestly, like kids, I, I sound so old, I feel old, but like kids nowadays, like, don't get scared as easily, uh -huh. um, and, and so like something like that, like you know, like, oh, Annabelle's cursed, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, if, like, the, uh, I may be wrong, but, like, if film companies try to run, like, try to run with that kind of thing, I don't think it would be as effective as it would be, as it has been before. Because, I mean, I, I don't know. It just feels like people don't really care about that anymore. Well, I mean, like, 
I, I feel like it's every once in a while there's like a resurgence in like that kind of found footage kind of like style of movies, right? Yeah. But I mean, like I, I can I can definitely see more of a found footage being more of a of a hit than you know, like I, I or something with like well I don't know because like I'm I'm, I'm try, I was thinking like well maybe something with such religious overtones like like Rosemary's Baby, but you know uh, Carlos mentioned The Witch. I, I actually it's funny that you mentioned because I watched it this week. Um, mm. and yeah, like that one has like some crazy, crazy religious overtones that that I felt that that was also a big part of that tale, you know? Yeah. And it was, a, it was, it was a really great movie. I, I really enjoyed the witch. Mm. I mean, I guess it just goes back to <clears throat> this, this really turned into like a horror, uh, dive that, that what? like a really horror dive, like, I don't know, history of horror kind of thing. Uh, because like found footage, I I think found footage is like the most recent trend, even though it's been going on for twenty years now. Yeah, twenty one. Because because before that, I think uh, like a trend that could have hit that hard was the based on true events. So like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know, I yeah. Oh, yeah. is this real? Is it not? I was like, what? And uh, yeah. And then uh, th that could have impacted, like, in that sense of, again, being real or not. Because, yeah, you, you have, like, the slasher films, but you knew. You they weren't they, real. Yeah, exactly. Like, you knew Freddy, Freddy wasn't going to really come, come into your dreams and kill you. I mean, you, you would be scared of that, but it wasn't a, be a fear based on, on reality. It was more, you know, like, urban legend kind of stuff. Well, and, and that, that too, but also, like, you could also, like, uh, I'm sure people can interpret it in, in, in the sense that it's like, oh, like, inner demons and, sh and shit like that, you know? But also, th there was, like, that, that movie, uh, Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I think even that one was after uh, Texas Chainsaw. I was actually watching Texas Chainsaw yesterday. <laughs> Wait, which yeah. one? Texas Chainsaw. Oh, okay. I like talking about Cannibal Holocaust. I was like, on, on, I saw I saw Cannibal Holocaust years ago. I yeah, I saw I saw it a few years ago too, and like I, I literally had to skip through some parts because I was like, no, I can't. Like, yeah, and 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 I think that that whole thing kind of like you know tying in what what Carlos was saying that like oh this story is based on true events, you know? Yeah, that was really like the. Uh, the the you know collective gasp of the audience when it comes up like, <laughs> like did this did this really happen you know like mm -hmm. where is Texas Chainsaw Massacre like I always imagined it was like somewhere like fucking I don't know Odessa oh, Odessa yeah probably Odessa Pecos yeah <laughs> well and see that's a, that's the thing is like it's 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 also kind of I, I don't know because I can't remember if they actually said it in a specific place but it is a bit ambiguous. If you don't know, yeah, and I think well, I mean, and that that's part of the thing that makes it a little a little scary. I mean, like, it's like, oh, where in Texas is this? You know, like it's it's just like a, a, an interesting way to, to to frame it. You know, because like, say you're it's you know 1980 or something. You know, you saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre recently, and you're driving through Texas, and you're like, what the fuck? Because Texas can be pretty, uh, uh, like it's just such a like a, a big fucking sprawling state. It can pretty much be fucking anywhere. My, my like my last um, what's it called like my last recommended 
program. <laughs> I don't know what to. I, I don't know what to call it. <laughs> my last recommended on on my list. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm 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 planning on uh, maybe even like tonight. Uh, there's uh, Eli Roth has like a. I guess it could be oh, yeah. a documentary slash interview kind of show. It's called History of Horror. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he, yeah, yeah. You know, he just goes through the through uh, like eras. Actually, on when I when when my parents were here, we actually went to Austin to see my cousin. Uh huh. And I actually stayed up because I stayed in the living room, and um, it was like it was like midnight, and um, that came out actually. That came up actually, and it was like an episode on houses, yeah, or just haunted houses and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I mean, it was it was really interesting because I mean, it, it, they talked about they talked about the last house on the left and uh, cabin in the woods and like um, I can't remember which one which other ones. Um, oh, misery. Um, that, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I can't remember the other ones, but yeah, like. Where was where was it at? Because I've I've only seen it uh, like to buy to purchase the the season, you know. Uh, well, I, I just saw it on TV. I can't remember what channel it was though. To be honest. Oh, um, okay. I see. I remember. It's AMC. It's AMC. AMC. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, th- there's that one. And there's oh, the... Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They talked about. Sorry. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. The whole yeah. thing is in the house and the desert. Uh, yeah. And then um, there's another one on YouTube. This one's free on YouTube. It's from the from the BBC. It's called A History of Horror with Mark Gattis. G-A-T-I-S-S. Um, if you've seen Sherlock, the Benedict uh, Cumberbatch version, mm-hmm. um, the Mark Addis is the actor that plays Mycroft, uh, Sherlock. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's that's the host of of this documentary because apparently he's like a big big horror fan. Mm-hmm. So he has that one. That that one's broken up into three one hour parts, and he has a shorter one uh, called Horror Europa, which is just focused on European horror. But yeah, he has a, a lot of stuff, you know, he'll, his name will come up uh, with the, he has a documentary on Dracula, on ghost stories. He just, I mean, he's just a horror person, you know? Yeah. And yeah, that, that's that's it for me. Cool. Yeah, Good cool. Job. Yeah, that was, that was very, uh, that was actually very, uh, thorough i didn't even give a synopsis on my movie so <laughs> <laughs> i thought your report was very good yeah that, that was very good thank you very much <laughs> i will take the compliment you know i'll i'll, I'll do this i'll do this too because you know i think it's very important um if you're registered to vote make sure to oh, vote yes. because it's very important and well and it's already started so you know if you can, go ahead. Yep, get out there. Yeah, uh, have uh, you guys voted? I I did on Tuesday. I, I did too, actually. Yeah, we went we went on Tuesday. I'll probably go on Monday. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> well, 
What you didn't do on the first week? <laughs> and when I say get out there, I, I, I mean, uh, I, I apply that to myself as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for, you know, for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. I know that we, <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. I, you know, I, yeah. Thank you for <laughs> listening. Um, <clears throat> please follow on Twitter and on uh, Instagram at Art of Whatevs. And, um, yeah, just uh, thanks, thanks everyone for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, all right, we'll see y'all later. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>